Hi, this is Amy Showalter with the Engagement Edge, the art and science of political influence. And today we're going to be talking about the psychology of PAC fundraising in uncertain times, in uncertain times. All breeds of fundraisers, specifically PAC fundraisers, are facing challenges due to uncertainty brought on by the COVID-19 virus and the blistering economic conditions. It's not unlike previous conditions, such as the September 11th terrorist attacks or the Great Recession, that caused PAC professionals to express angst at the daunting task of asking their stakeholders for personal money for a political cause that has no immediate return on their investment. Add that to the current economic challenges, a highly divided electorate where every behavior is interpreted through a political lens, and, well, you have a situation, as my mom would say, But let not your heart be troubled. For those who are intellectually curious and are willing to do the extra work, there's light and money, and money on the other side. There are a couple ways that will get you started to increase your persuasion quotient in these times. A couple things you have to do, and then I'll share what does not work, what we know that does not work. Number one, you need to harness the ideologies of your audience. Harness the ideologies of your audience. At one of our previous Innovate to Motivate conferences, Dr. Rhodes addressed this topic probably six or seven years ago. He's always ahead of trend. Uh, He said that when people face doubt and despair, they go ideological. They cling to those beliefs, those creeds uh, in times of trouble. History doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. It does rhyme. For example, whether there was any real coming together in the immediate wake of September 11th is debatable. Factions emerged almost immediately. Some families of 9-11 victims were immediately calling for an armed response to the terrorist attack. Others were just as quickly organizing peace rallies and war protests. Does that sound familiar? So fast forward to the COVID-19 virus. There are ideologies at play that are coming forward from your stakeholders based on how they view that virus and how they view addressing the virus. And you can see where people, even in a public health issue, are moving to certain ideologies based on their belief system. So we have to harness those. And how how do we do that? How do we harness their ideologies? Well, number one, we have to speak their language. Speaking to audiences in the language they will accept, they will accept, is an important part of the persuasion process. You see, using the same arguments to persuade hundreds or thousands of potential PAC contributors isn't a wise move. We have to segment our audiences according to their value systems, or at least restrict our messages to arguments that most value systems would support. You say, well, that's fine, show Walter, but how do I do that? Well, you know what I'm going to say. Uh, collecting value system information can be done with careful research, some of which asks oblique questions that are known to correlate with common value systems. Armed with those research results, you can have a much better idea of what types of arguments are likely to play well with your stakeholders. This is particularly essential today when PAC prospects are more politically active and aware than ever before. Failing to explore their attitudes before fundraising may not be an example of PAC leadership malpractice, but it is PAC leadership carelessness. It is careless. 
It reminds me of a couple Amyisms on research. Uh, let's start with uh, Amyism number 83 on research methodology and grassroots or PAC results. Your research methodology matters. Asking someone why they do or don't give to your PAC or do or don't participate in your grassroots advocacy is meaningless. There's a difference between what people think, what they tell you they think, and what they actually do. Knowing the difference impacts your ultimate results. Impacts your ultimate results. What doesn't work? Let's, let's go to the dark side and talk about what doesn't work when it comes to harnessing uh, engagement, driving engagement, pack participation in uncertain times. We've found that using the tired patriotic bromides, while popular, hasn't proved to be a persuasive tactic. And I admit that I used my share of those before I knew better. Yes, I did. Uh, in, in 20 years of conducting focus group research, quantitative and qualitative type data collection, We've never seen a pattern of PAC contributors telling us that pride in America or patriotism was a rationale for PAC contributions. It may be a rationale for other types of engagement, but in terms of PAC giving, don't see it, have not seen it. And we never like to make a generalized conclusion about that uh, because we have to conduct our own fact-finding and, and have our own variables. Each Each client has their own variables that you put into a formula to determine where people are at, what does work. And, and that's a real generalized conclusion that people come to. And when you have the wrong premise, the wrong conclusion, you're going to have a really, really bad result. All right. However, again, let's go a little deeper onto the dark side. What usually appears on your pack promotional materials? You got it. Images of the flag, the U.S. Capitol, and of course, the required patriotic quotes. And those are all lovely things. I love it. Why do we do it though? Because it inspires us. It inspires those of us who've chosen this profession. We love the democratic system. And some of your audience members do as well, but that's generally not a motivator for PAC contributions. See, we aren't the audience. And I wonder sometimes if overuse of that tactic is one of the reasons that the percent of PAC participation uh, has remained relatively stagnant over the past decade or more, despite, despite, and this is what concerns me the most, an onslaught of sharing uh, best practices, and I would say stealing best practices too, but that's for another post, uh, for stealing best practices. So I think it's a big contributor that people haven't really addressed and it needs to be discussed. Now, before you become violent, there's nothing wrong with injecting patriotism into your request. Uh, it's quite common, but we just don't see a big uptick in PAC contributions as a result. Uh, in fact, in uh, Dr. Frank Luntz's book, Words That Work, he shares some of the reams of data that he's collected over the years, and he has found that using patriotism to sell products and services or even ideas, and that's what you're selling is an idea falls flat with most audiences, especially those under the age of 30. Now, that, was, that book is a few years old. However, I, find that's, I have found that to be true in my experience as well, my research experience as well. So the bottom line, you've got to look at the big picture. You've got to realize that uncertain times are different than good times. Uh, and we have to harness people's value system, do solid research with proper methodology to harness that and wave the flag, but don't wrap yourself in it. 
This is Amy, live and uncut.